Well, good morning. I'm so excited to be here with you all. I want to tell you a story about when I was in seventh grade, I decided I was going to get engaged in student government. And so I ran for class president and I lost. And so the next year I thought, oh, I must need to get a really handy and trendy speech. So I wrote a rap and I did the rap and I lost again to the same person. I'll never forget her name, Felicia Insignares. The next year, I had a strategy. I started actually campaigning and, and kind of telling people to vote for me, and, and I lost again. So three years in a row, I decided, okay, this is impossible. This is just not meant, meant for me. So then, it's my senior year, y'all, and Felicia, she moves. <laughs> and so this is my chance. And so I decide, I'm not going to run for president. Because, you know, that might be too eager. So I run for vice president again. And, and as I figure, I'm determining my speech. And I think, okay, this, I have to just hit this out of the park. It has to be hysterical, catchy, so that when all people go back to their room and they have to mark on the ballot, they will have no choice but to vote for Emily. And so I go to the gym and there's 500 people sitting out there in my senior class. And I walk up and I say... There once was a girl, her name was Emily. She was so tall, everyone else she could see. And then one day she was looking all around and up from Himes came a school she did found. Plant that is black and gold, panther style. Well, the next thing you know, she goes to plant high, runs for elections that are sure to pass her by. I'm sure they'll vote for the best that there could be. The only right vote is to vote for Emily. And I won. The very thing that I thought was impossible became possible. I hope you know that there are tons of scriptures filled with stories of impossibility. I might even go far, so far to say that for all practical purposes, our God is a God of impossibilities. Throughout Advent this year, we are looking at the angel's song. These stories of the angel coming to different people and giving them news that each of them greeted as completely impossible. This morning, we are going to be looking at a story that I know is so familiar to all of us, especially those of us who come to church during Christmas time. And this is when, as Kyle said, this is when the angel comes and speaks to Mary and speaks over Mary impossible things. Before we read this scripture, I want to challenge all of us to read it listening for something we've never heard before. Let us first look to the Lord in prayer. Gracious and loving God of immense impossibilities, we thank you for your truth. We thank you for your word, your community, all these things that ground us and remind us that with you, nothing is impossible. So God, may our minds that are frantic be still. May our bodies that are anxious or nervous or, or full of energy, may they be still as well. May we just hear from you, God, your truth. In Christ's name, amen. Follow along with me. This is, comes from the Gospel of Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, greetings, 
favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting that might be. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high God. And the Lord will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom, there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born, he will be called, he will be holy and he will be called son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age, she has also conceived a son. In fact, it's the sixth month of for who the person who was said to be barren for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, here am I, servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Friends, this is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. So of all of the things in this passage, I wonder which is the one that stuck out to you as the most impossible thing? Was it that an actual heavenly being suddenly appears before Mary in the form of an angel and has a conversation? Is it that Mary is going to suddenly become pregnant because of the power of the Holy Spirit? Is it that Mary was going to, in a moment, have Jesus in her womb? Was it that Mary was in the presence of an angel and had the guts to question it? Or was it that after this this just ludicrous news, Mary goes, okay, I'm good with this. What is the most impossible? The the word that kept jumping out to me, though, is, is this interesting word, perplexed. So when a word is used only once in all of scripture, it has this fancy name. It's called a hapax legomenon for short, or a hapax for short. So for those students in the room, or those of you who remember being students, do you remember on the SAT, there were those last five words in the vocab section no one ever uses in real life? Those are hapaxes, okay? They, they're just once in a lifetime, but they're used in scripture because there is no other word that would do it justice, And every time a hapax is used, it gives us this word picture. So the word here for perplexed is is a compound word. Now, just to remind y'all, compound word are two separate words put together. So example would be like long horns or bull dogs, right? Go dogs. Okay. So this word, the very first part of it is a preposition. So y'all got got to follow with me. A preposition indicates a situation where something is situated. It tells you what's next to or above or below. Well, this preposition is around. Okay, so picture this. The second word is for worry. And so when we see these two words put together, y'all, this is what happens. It tells us that when Mary hears a greeting from the angel, worry is literally swirling around in her head. Now, I don't know if any of you have had maybe a difficult time connecting with Mary. None of us have ever, at least as far as I know, experienced immaculate conception. But 
All of us have had moments where we have been swirling around with worry. This is someone that we can connect with in scripture. So I look back and I'm like, what is it that she is so perplexed about? What is swirling her head with worry? And I have to tell you, I assumed it was going to be that, oh, she just found out she's miraculously going to have the savior of the world in her womb. But that's not what the text says. Look back. Look at verse 1. I mean, look at the first verse of this section. The angel says, greetings, favored one. What perplexes Mary is that the angel has told her that for some reason, she is favored. At this point, I want you to realize, at this point in the scripture, she has not been told anything about her cousin Elizabeth, who was in old age and barren and is now suddenly pregnant. She has not been told that she is going to immaculately conceive. All that she has been told is that she is favored. The word that's used here for favored comes from the word for grace. All that Mary has been told is you have been covered in the grace of God. I wonder um, if this is something that you have not noticed about Mary before. I truly believe that one of my greatest obstacles in faith and, and for many of us is just to accept the favor and grace of God. You know, baptism is this marvelous example in our Reformed tradition of what this looks like. So one of the reasons we are huge proponents of infant baptism is that a little baby is up here. The baby cannot say mom or dad. The baby doesn't know that they're in Westlake Hills Presbyterian Church. The baby has done nothing to earn the grace or favor of God. And yet we boldly proclaim before that child even knows that God fully knows that child. And Paul gives us this beautiful scripture in Ephesians. He says, for it is by grace you have been saved and not by works so that no one can boast. But you know what's so interesting is every year of ministry, I have had young people and college age students and young adults come to me and say, you know, I'm finally going to accept this faith as my own. And, And I have heard that since I do not remember my baptism, I need to get baptized again. And they have been told by, by certain faith traditions that if you did a, a baptism when you were an infant and it wasn't a believer's baptism, then it doesn't count. And, and I want to tell you that if any of you have been feeling that, feeling like you need some type of public proclamation for your faith, come and talk to me, Stacy or Claire, or Kyle. We will figure out a way for you to do that. But the truth is this. No proclamation, no baptism, no retreat, no, no like certain list of 10 things to do gets you more grace. There is absolutely nothing any of us can do to get more grace from God. And likewise, there is absolutely nothing any of us can do to get less. Grace is the free gift. And this is what perplexes Mary. You have done nothing. You are just this simple young woman. And guess what? You are favored So I want you to consider this. This is the word for us this morning. Sit with this news for a moment. All of us are highly favored by God. Each of us has 100% of this grace. How might we live our lives differently this very day, this week, if we really let that sink in? 
I know for me, and I wake up in the morning, even on this morning as I'm going to be before all of you, for, for many of you for the first time, thinking, you know, well, I need to make sure I look right. You know, the parties that are coming up. And, and I have to remember, that it does not matter what any of us look like, especially as we age. It does not matter. We're highly favored by God. As I'm, as I'm scrolling through social media and I see a party that I thought my friends would have invited me to, but maybe they forgot, right? That, that I, no matter whether I feel accepted or favored by others, I am still 100% favored by God. I have to remember if I get an email from one of my kids' teachers telling me that they have failed a class and have to repeat it, no matter how successful or not successful my children are, I am still favored by God. When I go before God with this prayer, because my father has this electrical problem in his heart, and the prayer does not come out the way I want it, I have to remember that the grace of God is still present even when it doesn't seem like it. So Mary is told that she is favored by God. The next thing that the angel tells Mary is this, you are going to conceive and give birth to the son of God. And obviously Mary boldly says, how can this be? But I wonder y'all, I wonder if she was saying this, not because of the conception, not because God was, was able to do such a miracle. I think the reason she says, how can this be? Is because how can it be me that you chose? How, what, what is so special about me? And y'all, this is another connecting point for all of us. So her question indicates her humility, right? But Mary's question connects those of us who feel so completely inadequate to what we have been called to do. Mary's question gives all of us the freedom to know that it is okay to question God. Our God is big enough for any of those questions. And so the angel responds, nothing, Mary, is impossible with God. No thing is impossible with God. There is nothing outside of possibility when it comes to our God friends. And so Mary responds to this impossible news, the news in a way that sets her apart as the truly perfect person to be the mother of the savior of the world. She says, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be so with me according to your word. Mary's response is this, in the midst of my perplexedness, I'm going to choose to believe your truth. Although this plan does not seem safe for me as a young woman, I will choose to serve. Although everything in me says this isn't logical or sound or wise, I will choose to accept that I am favored simply because I am God's. Mary models beautifully for all of us, just say yes to who God thinks you are. Just say, okay, God, for this moment, I believe that I am favored simply because I am yours. There have been a lot of impossible things in my life since those middle school and high school elections. Some of them became possible, but honestly, y'all, a lot of them did not. But this is what I know for sure, is that when it was God's plan for something to happen, there was nothing in heaven or on earth that would stop it. Friend, I want you, friends, I want you to hear the angel's song to each of us this morning. Greetings, you are favored. 
Nothing is impossible with God. Let us pray. God of making things possible out of impossibilities, but also God of being right alongside us when it's gonna remain impossible. God, may we hear your word of greeting and favor upon each of our lives. May we know that no matter how successful, or how beautiful, or how much money, or, or how healthy we are, God, that you delight in us and that you call us favored. Help us to accept this free gift of your grace. In Christ's name, amen.